You are listening to Ordinary Prayers, an invitation to listen for the presence of God in the ordinary parts of life. Now let us take this time to prepare our hearts and minds to pray. Today is Tuesday, October 2nd, 2018, and we read from the book of Job. Job is a drama about the nature of God. It uses the suffering and struggles of Job to wrestle with people who have a simplistic idea about God and the world. But at the heart of the matter is the deeper struggle concerning just who God may be. Written when Israel was defeated and exiled into Babylon, this generation of people had witnessed the destruction of the king, the kingdom the palace of David, and the destruction of the temple itself. These were not mere objects, but a collapse of the promises of God. So Job deals with a larger societal question. Why has this tragedy happened? Listening to the words, you may want to consider your own life. Where is God in the midst of tragedy? Let us listen to Job chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. One day the divine beings came to present themselves before the Lord. The adversary also came among them to present himself before the Lord. The Lord said to the adversary, Where have you come from? The adversary answered the Lord, From wandering throughout the earth. The Lord said to the adversary, Have you thought about my servant Job? For there is no one like him on earth, a man who is honest, who is of absolute integrity, who reveres God and avoids evil. He still holds on to his integrity, even though you incited me to ruin him for no reason. The adversary responded to the Lord, Skin for skin, people will give up everything they have in exchange for their lives. But stretch out your hand and strike his bones and flesh. Then he will definitively curse you to your face. The Lord answered the adversary, There he is, within your power. Only preserve his life. The adversary departed from the Lord's presence and struck Job with severe sores from the sole of his foot to the top of his head. Job took a piece of broken pottery to scratch himself and sat down on a mound of ashes. Job's wife said to him, Are you still clinging to your integrity? Curse God and die. Job said to her, You're talking like a foolish woman. Will we receive good from God but not also receive bad? In all this, Job didn't sin with his lips.
1969, comedian Flip Wilson introduced to the world Geraldine, the fictional wife of a preacher. She first appeared on Wilson's album, The Devil Made Me Buy This Dress. The title of the album would become Geraldine's trademark saying, as she made regular appearances on The Flip Wilson Show. Back in the day, when there were only three television channels, popular shows caught the attention of more people. A person could reference a line from television and everyone knew what you were talking about. So it was with Geraldine's catchphrase, The Devil Made Me Do It. It took the larger culture by storm and people used it all over the place. In the original skit, Geraldine's husband asks her why she bought a new expensive dress. Immediately, she replies, the devil made me do it. She then goes on to explain how the devil followed her down the street and forced her to look into the window of a dress shop. The devil seduced her with praise and then forced her to sign her husband's name on the check to buy the dress. The devil made me do it became everyone's excuse when caught doing something wrong or making a bad decision. It provided the person using it an out. They could not be blamed for it because the devil was the one in the control at the time. As an adult, I find myself looking back and trying to understand my childhood. I was a hyperactive kid who had a skill for making bad decisions. There would be two various obvious choices to be made. One that would lead me to getting in trouble and the other would not. And despite the awareness, I often made the wrong decision. Not then or even now can I explain why. I see this scenario going on around me every day. Really bright, talented people whose lives are caught up in addiction. The addiction can be to a substance or to a desire. They know one decision will benefit them, the other will continue the path of destruction. Still, they choose destruction, and I can't figure out why. It would be easy to explain if there were an adversary out there seducing us into poor decisions. We could shake the responsibility and say, the devil made me do it. But what would an adversary say about the nature of God? Why does God make certain people more vulnerable than others? Blaming people, God or ourselves, never produces much healing. Wounded souls find new life when they discover the limitations of their own abilities and depend more upon God. Ultimately, the lesson we learn from Job is simple. God will not abandon us despite our poor decisions nor because of our good ones. God's love for us is the reason we are not alone. When was the time you blamed someone for your bad decision? And how did blaming help or hurt you? When was the time you felt abandoned by God? And where can you find God present even in life's difficulties?
I invite you to take this time to pray. Search your heart to seek out wisdom to make good decisions and the strength to confess bad ones so you might know healing. Let us listen one more time to Job chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. One day the divine beings came to present themselves before the Lord. The adversary also came among them to present himself before the Lord. The Lord said to the adversary, Where have you come from? The adversary answered the Lord, From wandering throughout the earth. The Lord said to the adversary, Have you thought about my servant Job? For there is no one like him on earth, a man who is honest, who is of absolute integrity, who reveres God and avoids evil. He still holds on to his integrity, even though you incited me to ruin him for no reason. The adversary responded to the Lord, Skin for skin, People will give up everything they have in exchange for their lives. But stretch out your hand and strike his bones and flesh. Then he will definitively curse you to your face. The Lord answered the adversary, There he is, within your power. Only preserve his life. The adversary departed from the Lord's presence and struck Job with severe sores from the sole of his foot to the top of his head. Job took a piece of broken pottery to scratch himself and sat down on a mound of ashes. Job's wife said to him, Are you still clinging to your integrity? Curse God and die. Job said to her, You're talking like a foolish woman. Will we receive good from God but not also receive bad? In all this, Job didn't sin with his lips. Let us pray together. Eternal One, whose thoughts and ways are not ours, you alone are God, awesome, holy, and most high. School us in the ways of faith and wisdom. Let we school us in the ways of wisdom and faith that we, like Job, may learn to truly see and hear and in humility find the blessing of your presence. Lord, we pray. Amen. Now may God grant you freedom, may Christ set you free to love, and may the Holy Spirit go where you go and protect you on your way. Amen. Amen.